tonight's guest is a five-time MVP. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at your chair and I'm thinking about football. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Thank you for being uh, nice. I mean, that's that's hella nice for uh talking about if you're thinking about dolphins. Right, right, right. <laughs> Tonight's guest, um, somebody that I've known for quite some time. Um man, she is a world changer for for sure. I've I've seen the growth in her. Um Dr. She is making waves at UM. For those who don't know what that is, it's how dare you? Oh, this University is of Miami. People are coming in. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, she has quite a story. She has quite a journey. Um, she's inspired me just seeing her grow, meditations. She's <laughs> a business owner of several businesses as well. <sighs> Try not to be long-winded here, but I have the pleasure of, I had to ask you, what do you like to go by? But in any case, you can Dr. Just Denise Vidot. Why don't you say, just be gross. real. Let's just stick to, what do you Vida. call me? Thank you, let's just own it. <laughs> Who I call Vida. Thank you. Uh, welcome to the pod, welcome to the pod. What's up? Nice to be here. Sorry that my audio may not be working on Instagram. I'm not sure, but. Yeah, man, Instagram is the worst. Instagram yeah. is the worst, it's always some sort of issue on Instagram. Mm. Um, well, I'm not sure, but I'm gonna keep it right. I'm gonna keep it rolling and see. Yeah, we gotta keep it rolling and we're already recording. So <laughs> those who would like to uh, hop onto the Facebook, you can follow, uh, put in Blaze the Lion, all one word. And you should be able to find me or John Goldsmith. Mm. That's the government though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. So I did my little introduction about yourself, but tell the audience a little bit about you, for those who may not know. Well, I don't know where to start. I don't know where, I feel like I give so many talks and I don't know where, I don't know what aspect of my life to talk just, about. Just just, give them a, a brief summary of um, what you do and just a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, I'm Denise. I am a cannabis epidemiologist at the University of Miami School of Nursing and Health Studies. But I am also a mother to a nine-year-old, Isabel. She is uh, my heartbeat. So usually I don't get to talk about that when I introduce myself because I'm usually introducing myself in uh, you know business settings. Not to say that you can't talk about that, but you know I'm Dr. Vito in, in the UM streets. We're not talking about you know mother. Uh, but anyway. I am a scientist. I am in the middle of um, active data collection for the pandemic, trying to find ways to mitigate the spread, trying to find ways to prevent negative health outcomes, really just trying to help people stay alive um, while also educating people on the importance, while also trying to educate myself, keep myself okay and sane. Um, I'm also a founder of a nonprofit called Canavy, and our purpose is to educate patients who want to use medicinal cannabis for um, any reason, you know, to improve their health, and we educate them. I am also training for Ironman with your assistance, so in your other life, your other hat. 
<laughs> so I have, I feel I am a very multifaceted person that before I would say if, if you would have asked me that question two years ago or even last year at this time, I probably would, first of all, I would have been stuttering and laughing and giggling and probably not sure how to respond. Um, but now I am in such a center. I know my purpose. I'm here to be the voice of others. Uh, so I'm walking whenever there's a struggle, you know, you could look at it. Get COVID, for example. I'm literally an epidemiologist is for those people who don't know what an epidemiologist is because I didn't know until I started studying it. We are the people who study diseases and populations and how and how certain populations are impacted by certain diseases. So literally, we've been breathing pandemic for for a year now. Um, but anyway, I'm I'm going long winded. But in short, I am an epidemiologist, a proud mother of a strong nine year old, a wife to Mr. Anthony Gross, and uh, here to shed value with you. Mm, I love it. I love that you uh, you touched on so many different facets of your <laughs> life, and uh, I, I want to touch on each one plus a little bit more. I like to keep it funky. I like to invoke some humor, some authenticity, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. um, a, just a little bit of all that. So let's start with epidemiology. How did you get into that field? What, what was the driving force with that? Was it something that you always wanted to pursue medicine or was there a turning point or a wake up call? I don't know. Yeah. Well, first of all, epidemiology, I didn't know what that was until I met a mentor of mine. Um, I always wanted to be in medicine. I wanted to, I honestly just wanted to cure diseases, save my dad. Um, my dad was diagnosed with uh, scleroderma while I was in high school and then later multiple myeloma cancer. And then just if you just add years, it's always a new, new disease that man is being diagnosed with. I'm the eldest of seven children. I am the definition of a daddy's girl. Um, and I say that proudly, not not the negative parts though, only the good parts. Uh, mm -hmm. No, but really. Uh, so I wanted to be a physician and my father actually told me not to spend my, he's like, Tina, I don't want you to spend, you know, that's what he called me, Tina. He's like, Tina, don't spend your whole life trying to cure cancer. Cause he, I think he knows that when I have something in my mind, it's very hard for me to deviate, you know, with my sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. So long story short, I started doing research because I figured to get in public health. And then that's when my mentor, Dr. Sarah Messiah, she's an epidemiologist and she opened my eyes to what that was. And the rest is history. Mm. Yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it kind of sounds lame, but you know. No, 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 no. Um, not at all. Would you, do you want to touch on a little bit about your dad? Oh, I mean, I'm always happy to talk. He's a testimony. He's like a living testimony. My goodness. Mm. Wait, like, where do I even start? You know him. What do you, where should, yes. we, go? Where should we begin? He should yes. come. He should so like for those, talk. he should, he should. Mm -hmm. For those who don't know. Um, so growing up in high school, um, I, I've seen your dad, obviously, when you were in high school. But um, how bad was your dad? like falling on the floor, like couldn't walk, like in a, I don't even know what they're called anymore. Like this stuff used to be second nature to me, like, you know, but now I don't even know the name. It's like I've blocked it from my memory, from my, my language. 
We, my father and I, we do not speak about it. We don't, I don't even know what the word is called anymore, but it's the thing that helps you walk. And it's such a simple thing to say. Oh, the walker? Uh, oh, we don't even, it, I'm not even going to repeat it, but that's what he used to be in okay. uh, with. He used to, like literally, and, and the idea of having my father walk from one room to another, you know, at some points in his trajectory was uh, unheard of without potentials of falling or, or something like that. And then not to mention the opioid fog he was in over all the medications to just try to manage. So, you know, he was taking a medication for this, but then that caused that. So, oh, don't worry, we have a pill for that. And then you take a pill for that, but that causes something. So, of yeah. course, there's another pill. So between his cocktail of medications, always falling apart, mental haze of just, I almost cursed, but we're live on these streets. You know, it's just a horrible situation. Mm. Okay. So, wow. <laughs> so that's him at his worst. Now, yeah. fast forward to him now. So him at his best. Him now is Richard 5.0, 4.0. I don't even know what point oh. Because he just keeps leveling up with his level of vibrations. So, oh, like my heart is beating thinking of it. Uh, this man went from someone who literally couldn't walk. I'm, I'm talking about literally like uh, sitting in a chair, you know, and bear, you know, to someone who ran a 5K with me, you know, for Thanksgiving wow. last year. But, you know, this is pre not last year. Whew, I'm still thinking we're in 2020. This is a. Uh, can I tell you, COVID makes it, I feel like it was yesterday that it was declared a pandemic. It just feels like it was just been one day. That's mm -hmm. how. <sighs> I just want to post it for that. <laughs> it's like, whoa, it feels, it feels like it's been one full day. Like, oh, yesterday, that should just happen. And, and it's just, that's how much, it's just so crazy. Anyway. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Now this man is a vegan. This man, this man, first of all, this, this is a man who. I know he's going to see this later. So dad, I apologize for putting this in the streets, but I don't apologize because people need to know this mm -hmm. is a man who, Oh man, we have to have meat in every meal. And I'm just trying to, you know, do the manly, the, the stereotype, stereotype <laughs> thing, you know, you know, there has to be a, a steak, a team. First of all, I love steak. steak and eggs is amazing. Right. Or used to be amazing. Um, no, it's still amazing. It's just not within my nutrition script. But anyway, my father used to be the one grilling. Like I, I am a barbecue queen because of my father. You know, like that's just the level of carnivore. Now he is a vegan. He is a meditator. He's the one who put me on game on meditation. Mm. And uh, he's just a whole new person right now. And now he's not on any medications. Nothing. Wow. Yeah. Did we give wow. up on Instagram just now? Is that what just happened? Yeah. I saw yeah. it. Outside. Yeah. <laughs> I added the on a tower right there. But if people are reaching out to you, you can give them my Facebook and they can um, watch it live on Facebook or tomorrow it'll be available on all streaming platforms. You can listen to <laughs> I apologize. I need to get a better uh, Instagram device. No, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Wow. That is heavy. That is... Night and day. Night and day. Night and day. So how has that affected you in your personal life, in your career? Well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. In the beginning, I thought he was crazy. 
And um, I am a scientist, I, you know this. So to me, never in my training, actually, no, I was trying to think if maybe, because you, as a scientist, you can't say never, hardly. But never in my training was there a formal course or something like that that mentioned, number one, meditation, forget about that. But yeah. I'm just even talking about nutrition. I, that was not something, unless it was an elective that I was going to physically, you know, get to myself. So when he was telling me, I'm like, okay, dad, sure. You know, go ahead and eat your vegetables, eat your broccoli. That's, that's cute. Do it because I know it's going to be great. You know, fantastic dad, but um, go to your appointment. Let's go ahead and get these numbers checked. Let's go ahead and let's not miss your medicine. So I was, I, I'm not even going to front. I was one of the person, you know, talking with my mom on the side. Okay. You know, what does he do? He's crazy. So she'll call me Tina. He's, he's uh, not taking his medication. He thinks that fasting is going to fix it. He's just not eating. It's been three days. He's just not eating. And he's jumping up for joy. Like, I just can't, like my dad was doing joy jumps. Like that's literally, and I, I really cannot wait because I, I know you guys are going to be on a, he's going to be on the podcast with you. Yes. Yeah. I want you to ask him about his joy jumps and his burdock root. It, it, it was burdock root inspired joy jumps. <laughs> like he, I'm talking about, he was creating his own herbs. This is a man who didn't, build, like he, he was somebody who would watch TV news all the time. Just kind of count. He always, and he'll say it himself. He count, see, I'm getting so spicy. I get so vibrant when I talk about him. But um, he used to count down the days to his deathbed. And now he's counting the times that he increases value in other humans' lives. Like, my dad literally has a whiteboard in his office, you know. And he it's just the way his mentality has shifted. So it's, it's honestly, it would be irresponsible for me not to pay attention, you know, to what he was going through. And then me with my own health issues. And then it's kind of like, all right, dad, I, you know, I'll try it for 30 days and, it, and then you can shut up, you know, right? And now it's like, oh my goodness, what? Why didn't I listen? Dad, you should have put me on timeout. <laughs> you know, um, but no, anyway, it's, it's, uh, it's changed my life profusely. And his. That's amazing. Wow, wow. Uh, you also touched on meditation, mm -hmm. and I've seen. I'm I'm just gonna keep it real with y'all, and I <laughs> keep it funky. I know many of you think that I am a the leader of all leaders, the boss of all bosses. But through all that, man, we can all learn, right? No matter how much of an expert you are in a certain field, uh, we can all learn, and. Miss Vito, <laughs> Dr. Vito, um, she put me on to meditation because all this time I thought meditation, right? People who meditate can laugh at me now. Don't even wait to hear what I'm saying. You can laugh now. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I felt that in my spirit. Good, good. Because I know it's about to go down. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> I, I thought meditation was just the umbrella for being alone, being in solitude. So I, I assumed doing whatever you want. I figured reading a book is meditation. Um, 
praying is is meditation. Um, sitting and looking at the butterflies go from tree to tree. Like I just I just assume that anything that you just had a break from the chaos was a form of meditation. And it's not until I actually listened to some guided meditation that I said, oh, <laughs> oh, there, there are levels to this. I see now. And I've been meditating not long. I've been meditating maybe six weeks, maybe. And I'm like, why haven't I been doing this for, for decades? And then you start researching all the legends, all these superstar athletes and millionaires and billionaires from artists to athletes who meditation is a part of their daily journey. Yeah. Like, why isn't this out there? Do people know? <laughs> Real like, question. Wow. So with all that said, um, why meditation? How has meditation changed you? Why are you a, um, so I'm gonna stop talking now. No, that's amazing. First of all, I just want to, first of all, congratulate you for taking a step. Number one, for you to even talk out loud about your journey in meditation is huge because I think that we need to normalize that confusion, honestly, because if we don't, then there's gonna be plenty of people in the world feeling that way and then, you don't want to get shunned for asking questions. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, a lot of my mentors, and when I'm talking about mentors, I'm talking about like Albert Einstein, Kobe, who today is his one year anniversary. So yes. I really like channeling my inner Kobe today. Yes. But I just want to say that for those, especially who've never meditated before, what you were doing, there was nothing wrong with that place. So that's, let's start there, number one. There is levels to that. So if you have nothing and no practice, being alone with yourself, being present, being mindful, that's a great first step. So I just wanna make sure, give you your props, give you a little high five if we're in the street. <laughs> but we're COVID, so yeah, virtual. <laughs> but real talk though, um, for me, meditation is the reason why I'm alive today. Literally, today on January, what is this, 26th, um, Wow, that is so cool. How would you do that? That's Level to this. Level to this. <laughs> I see. It's like meditation. Really? I was like, all right, that's, that's what's up. But um, <laughs> um, wow, I really, yeah, but seriously. So January 26th, I'm alive today because of meditation. Um, how, how can I say that? Well, meditation to me is, again, layers. So I started learning it. 2019 it was in october the end of september beginning of october okay i literally had almost the worst month of my life and so my father literally it was remember how earlier i was telling you that i told him i wish he put me on timeout to force me to do meditation mm -hmm. well this is his version of doing that when i'm beyond 30 okay i wouldn't guess how i am but whatever so he basically said, Tina, you're, you're, you need to sit down, listen to this video. So he sent me a video of Emily Fletcher. She was doing a TED talk or some kind of talk. And she was talking okay. about three M's. And that changed my life. Meditation, mindfulness, manifestation. And from there, the rest is history. Mm. And that's been every single day since. And it's keeping me sane. Mm. That's, 
That's crazy. That's the worst. You're such a dude. Can I tell you, can I put you in the streets? First of all, you know how when I people say that's crazy, like when they were like multitasking, I'm just putting out there in the streets. No, but that really that's is crazy. On the internet, I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a dude. I, I love you, but that, like, that's where? Oh, that's crazy. And then they're like still. Yeah, like, oh, where? that's but you know what? I'm putting you out like that because that's what happens when I talk about meditation. Even my own family industry. That's crazy. I don't even bring that up to my own family because um, I feel like many of them, and I could be wrong, mm -hmm. but there, I don't know, there are just certain things that I just don't really bring up. I feel like my family can learn more about my journey by my social media. But <laughs> like when it comes to hanging out with the family, yeah, I'm just John. I'm just, you know, that's what's up. Yeah, but if they come onto the podcast or then they see, oh, he's, you know, he has a group, he has a podcast, which many of them listen to, much appreciated. He he does meditation. <laughs> um, <laughs> for me, I have. So my first time meditating, not really knowing what I was doing, um, I saw colors. That's what's up. And I said, okay, cool. And then afterwards, somebody sent me a chart on what different colors mean. And I was like, jumping Jehoshaphat. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. these colors actually mean things. Yeah. So that, that brought me to different levels. And now, not that I'm some pro at meditating or anything, mm -hmm. right? but now I don't even do much of the guided meditation anymore. Now I just throw on some meditation music mm -hmm. and I zone out. And I'm in a zone for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and I'm seeing visions of my future and different locations from the forest to a barn to one time it was three men in white overalls and there was a room that they had to paint and they were painting a room and I was off to the side and I was watching them paint the room mm -hmm. in the middle of my meditation. What no, else? I'm with you. Keep going. What else? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm serious. I, yeah. So what I do now is since I am a man of faith, mm -hmm. I still have my quiet time. I still read the word. I still pray. Um, and then after that, then I usher myself into a meditation and just zone out to the point where I have to set an alarm because if I don't, <laughs> I'll sit there for an hour plus like, oh, I I have to go to work. I got things to do. <laughs> Let me. Oh, I got to feed. I got to feed my child. Hold on. Yeah, I, I got yep. duties to, you know, mm -hmm. uh, to attend to. So um, powerful, powerful. But powerful. you know what you were doing is mindfulness. Like uh, that prayer beforehand, it depends. There's level, like you said, there's levels to this. So there's sometimes where I'll start off, and especially lately, I've just been randomly, actually, Wahida, one of my um, really close friends, 
mentioned, showed me this method. It's kind of like you just close your eyes and you um, ask for guidance and just kind of pick up a book and open it. There's more to this. And Wahida, if you're watching this, I apologize for minimizing the severity of this method. But anyway, um, point is, is that I've been reading the Bible, but I'll go to random. I'll just open it to a random. What is it that I need to know today? So I'll open the Bible up and then just start. Or like, for example, I first of all, I have lots of books around me. So in, if in the morning, like if I want to meditate on something, this is a random book. And this is for me to learn about medical ethics because I'm trying to learn about mm. history of like, you know, really why, like just history of just how we've been treated, you know, people of color and not even because this is not even people of color. These are Nazis. Anyway, long story short, I'm going mm. left, but it's all going to make sense. So let's say I'm, for, for example, if I would meditate on something with this, if I'm trying to think of how can I add value and change the ethical practice of cannabis research or something, I'll just... Start off randomly opening the book and I'll start. And then here I'll just start reading. I'm not going to read it here because it's a spicy book. Think about it for a second and then go into a meditation. So I know it's extreme example, but your prayer, that is your version of being mindful in the present moment. So mm. there's levels to this mm -hmm. that's the level for you. And that's what's up. When you listen to music, what kind of music you listen to? Um, I'm going to classify it as meditation music. Okay. I just, I basically now go on YouTube mm -hmm. and now on your phones with the iPhone update, mm -hmm. now they have a meditation um, box. Yeah. So as you're, so it's, it's they consider it like a genre of like music. Wow. So they have you have your hip hop, your R&B, your country, and then it says meditation. Then it gives you like soundscapes and spa music and all types of stuff. So when I go on YouTube, mm -hmm. I have certain channels that I that I watch and all the music sounds the same to me. Sorry if if that's blasphemous. I can, I, can I add a little bit of value to your meditation? Yes, 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 definitely. So that's beautiful. I I love to hear that you listen to music. That's amazing. That's great. Keep doing that. But, but if you want to take it to the next level, yes. do you remember when you were saying that uh, there were colors when you first started meditating and then your friend or somebody showed you a image and it showed that the colors aligned to something, mm -hmm. right? So the sound frequencies also align to certain things. So we are on different vibrations. And I say we as in anything with energy. So me, even my dog, Luna, like we all have our own energetic force. So when you're meditating, you're literally kind of being present. And I'm here getting ready to meditate. <laughs> you know, you're, you're present go for it, go for with it. the purpose of elevation or purpose of being in the present moment and being able to receive what the message, you know, not even, I don't even want to say receive messages because some people don't meditate for that reason. It's just to be at one with yourself because at the end of the day, you are the message. Everything is coming from within. So anyway, I'm going left. But when you listen to frequencies, when you look at these meditation sounds, when, uh, I encourage all of your listeners and for you to Google, like even when YouTube with this, you're saying that they have meditation sounds, you'll notice that it'll be like, 400 frequencies or megahertz or something megahertz. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like so, abundance and different. Yeah, so those frequencies each 
correspond to a certain level of alignment. So for example, when I am in the middle of, um, I need some type of protection because I'm getting ready to go see patients or participants, or I'm getting, I'm going, I'm knowing I'm going into a COVID um, exposed situation. I will literally meditate beforehand, listening to a frequency of protections with the angels. Um, just because that the sound, it's sound therapy. And actually you can bring it back down to science because there is scientific research that shows that there's different frequencies that impact human health. And, you know, we could do a whole nother podcast on that, but, but real talk. Um, so just, I encourage you tomorrow, like where the next time, yeah, tomorrow morning when you meditate. Tomorrow. Um, I'm trying to meditate tonight after this oh, podcast. Tonight? Oh, that's what's up. All right. So tonight, think about the relax, whatever it is that's, that's with, you know, whatever is in your spirit, but just know you can even Google it, like different energies and frequencies and sounds that go with it. Um, so then that way you could become more strategic with your meditations, because one of the things that I've noticed many times, because I forgot to mention another thing I do is I help other people meditate. So I, I am a founder of Beast Mode Meditation, but we're rebranding to Beast Flow because Beast Mode is too rough. Beast Flow is more like it. But anyway, one of the things that I noticed is people get bored. I got bored in the beginning. And it's because I didn't realize the different types of meditation to do at different moments. It's not just one size fits all. Mm. So I'm, I'm excited to hear what what megahertz you listen to tonight. Mm. You got to post it on here. Can you can you post it? So this is accountability check. I would yes. like to the megahertz that you listen to the next time that you meditate, please. And thank yes. you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you've med you've meditated. Jesus. <laughs> you motivated. <laughs> People are asking for you to do a 10 minute guided meditation for them. That's pretty oh, honest. Wow. <laughs> like today, like right now, right now. <laughs> That's what pretty honest. Yeah, so uh, let's do this. For somebody mm -hmm. like myself, right? Like myself, especially say six weeks ago, right? Somebody brand new. And people in this chat have even mentioned that they've never really meditated and they're curious. So somebody brand new, somebody green, no pun intended, but that's one of the colors I see in my meditations. Oh, that's a fantastic color. I see purple mainly. I see purple in every meditation. And then every now and then I'll see green. I'm a little like jealous. I don't see colors. Wrinkle. I'm not lucky. I'm not, that's not my path, but that's mm. the so I'm like dancing on a gif and I don't even know maybe. Real for real. There's different there's different senses that are more um heightened for certain people and yours may be that. So I would encourage you to dig deeper into that. Because Got once, a new you, gift. once you know what's in it, you can leverage it, John. Or Blaze, let me, let me not use the Whoever. Facebook name. All y'all, all John, Blaze, all you, you know, <laughs> you can all meditate. You got it. You know what I mean. <laughs> so for, for somebody green. Yes. Uh, brand new onto the meditation scene. Yeah. So you like how that rhymes, right? I do. Um, how, what advice would you give to them? Like, how would they start if they feel saddened or if they feel stressed or if they feel overwhelmed with fear or whatever? Mm -hmm. They're looking for something. Um, something different, something to bring elevation of yeah. some sort. Uh, what tips would you share with them to get started? Okay. Well, first I would ask, I would, my first advice would be for the person to ask what they're looking for. So first of all, you just listed three different types of first steps for me. So if somebody is in the middle of something where it's a high stress situation, like literally about to maybe pop off or anger, anger, 
then I would suggest the first thing to do is to, of course, I know this is going to sound so lame. So ride with me, everyone, when you're listening. But the first thing, when I'm in a high potential anger situation, the first thing I think of is a baby puppy, like a baby, like the most innocent, because I love puppy. I love animals. I'm an animal lover. So I, this also speaks to you need to find what's your mojo, like what's what makes you. So I think I'm extremely angry. I think of something that's the most vulnerable thing. And then I pretend like that most vulnerable, I even if it's like a baby, let's put a baby since not everybody likes puppies. So let's say it's a little baby that's quiet. Look at the baby. Picture what's making you angry and have it with a baby face. Now, are you still mad at that baby? Can you be mad at an infant? Why are you letting an infant get you so angry? Is this infant really making you angry? Or is it something that you have within yourself that the infant is reminding you of? Is it just loud and distracting you from something else? What is it distracting you from? These are the questions. I ask myself questions because when I start asking myself questions, it distracts me from the situation. And that's the version of mindfulness that I use personally when I'm about to be angry. But that's my vibe. Now, if it's where it's going to be a stressful situation where maybe I need to be mindful or, you know, meditate, stress, you know, de-stress or become in a meditative state to like see patients or to, you know, I don't know, do something loving in a different mindset. So I'm just trying to calm my nerves and release negativity. Then instead, I just start counting. I start off with an inhalation, two counts very slowly. I don't want to do because then I'll fall out with y'all, but <laughs> in for two. And then I go slowly out for two. And then depending on my level of stress, I either keep it quiet because, you know, you might not want to be loud all the time with your breathing, depending on where you are. But if it's a high stress situation, then it's an audible let go. It's like an in for two, out for four. Sometimes I even make a noise with it. But the point is, is that whatever situation you're in, you need to find something that will keep you in the present moment. And for me, it's usually the counting. Um, I actually learned the method from Emily Fletcher, who I keep talking about. She's with Ziva Meditation. She's the one who really opened my eyes to methods like this. And that's where I would start. And if you're a brand, I tell this to Isabel. Isabel is my nine-year-old daughter. And when she's in a stressful situation, I'm like, Mama, stop what you're doing. Take a deep breath in for two and out for four. And she's like, oh, God, meditating, mommy. I am not in the mood for me. Can you just humor me? Just do this for me. And then we'll move forward with whatever, whatever method it is that you would like to move forward with. And so she'll do it with, God, you know, with attitude. But then guess what? She's able to communicate. And sometimes she even forgets what she was mad about because she's too busy mad that I made her meditate or made her breathe. But, you know, so I don't know. I don't know if I answered your question because I think I yeah. kind of elevated somewhere else but no 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 that that reminded me of last week i saw a video mm -hmm. with a, a guy i follow a benevolent benevolent something uh, i can't remember his name um but he was showing a method where if you have a crying baby uh -huh. right mm -hmm. and they're throwing attention or whatever and he said, breathe, like breathing, practicing breath work. Uh, even if the baby doesn't participate and join you, mm -hmm. just them seeing you yes. breathe. And, and at first I'm like, this is, this is kind of silly, but I'm like, let me watch some more. <laughs> yeah. And 
the child, the child must be maybe, I don't think the child was even one yet. Wow. And the child like would cry, 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 and then would stop crying and do like a half breath, like kind of a, and then start crying. And then eventually the child stopped and it was less than two minutes. Less than two minutes of your time. Yes, Stephanie, I sent you that that uh, that, that video, and I was like, "Yo, it's it's so much." I don't know if I, it's like a whole new world. Like, it's so much information out there yes. that is not black. Like it's it's not mainstream yet. Where yeah. back in the day, and you know. Uh, not to put my parents on a blast or anything, but for those that are my no, age, down. hold on. <laughs> for those that are my age, and and you grew up in the eighties like me, I'm showing my age out here. Um, all we really knew was you take a whooping, yeah. You you act up, or you are too sarcastic or something to your parents, and you get beat and you get a whooping, and that was normal. And for the most part, like it worked. Right, but for I feel like we, huh? <laughs> for the most part, yeah, yeah. When yeah, you're really spicy, you gotta, you know. Yeah, but I feel like since then, there's so many things. Yeah. More than just okay, you're in timeout. You know what I mean? It's so much other levels um, to this that we aren't tapping into, and like you said, that we have the power to <laughs> that is already inside of us. Um, we're just not tapping into. Yeah. So, wow. And then what do you do when you find that out? You know, and that's where I'm at right now. You know, the the more information that I learn or the more that we all learn, I feel like now you start asking new questions. Okay, well, why? Who told us that? Mm-hmm. Who, said, who said that you're supposed to beat your child when they are in trouble? When they get an F in school, why are you supposed to beat them? Why did they get an F? People probably got beat. Our people who grew up, my friends probably growing up that are now, yeah, as I'm saying, that are now that probably have like clinical diagnoses for things that could have gotten handled when they were children. They were just beat, you know, and I'm not, let's not talk about beat. But anyway, because I, I couldn't bring home an F. It happened to me. I, I think, bring home a D and yeah. it was a wrap. I was about to get sent off to boarding school. But anyway. Yeah, let's not go to the left, but you know, we can talk about, but I feel like it gave character. I, Oh, how about yeah. you? I got character. You got character. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got enough character. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I love it. I love it. So, I feel you're you're good. Do you share your program, your beast, beast flow now, right? Yeah, beast flow. Well, I could, I can share that. I don't want to. I guess just I'm going to be sharing a lot of it on my IG. So if people want to follow me at Dr. Vito on Instagram. I'm trying to make that more of where I start sharing things and being a voice. So okay. um, I'll be sharing some information there. Okay. Okay. Awesome. 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 And Clubhouse. I don't know. if Are you on Clubhouse? I got an invite yesterday to Clubhouse. Oh, you, I think you would love Clubhouse. You, yeah. And your voice. You, and you're such a valuable person. My voice? Your voice. Yeah. Because it's a very, do you know, oh, we, we got to, I got to put Can you down. Can you more about that? I cannot. I am about my voice. <laughs> it's all it's an audio app, please. I know. So, 
We're done here. <laughs> yes. Clubhouse is all your voice. You have to use authority, you know, no, but it's real. No, really though. I have, it's, it's a great place to network. And, um, I think you'll find it's exchanging value, but yeah, mm. that's where I'm. The reason why I brought it up is because I've been hosting rooms there explaining, uh, or not hosting rooms, but I've been part of rooms, um, explaining medical, medical cannabis and things like that. So mm. that's my other hat that I didn't talk too much about today. So let's get into that. No, 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 that's, that's a whole nother talk, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, my, my, my real passion really is trying to educate people about cannabis. So if you're a cannabis consumer now, just know it matters what type you're using really. And if you don't know why Google the endocannabinoid system. Okay. And after mm -hmm. Google that, if you have questions, feel free to message me. Pardon? Spell that. Enzo, for real? I'm going to put it in the comments. I'm yes. out. <laughs> endocannabinoid system e-n-d-o i can't for real though do you want me to that's this is really important information no but oh, all jokes aside yeah, real yeah, yeah. look it up everyone should look up your endocannabinoid system it is something that is in all of our bodies your body my body and it's it, the reason we have it is for homeostasis homeostasis is meaning your body is staying you know in levels the right levels just look it up google it and then have a conversation with me Hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So the elephant in the room. Well, I feel there are many elephants in this room. Okay. I actually have a lion in my room. But oh yeah, I have a dolphin. Yeah, that was a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the elephant in the room, for lack of of better words, uh, this pandemic, right? This yeah. dreaded COVID nineteen. Um, everybody's just experienced it. Differently, everybody has a different story from what they've personally experienced, whether they had it or not, whether their family members have had it, whether they've lost loved ones, whether their income was affected. Um, they're showing the dolphins in the in the chat. That's that's cute. This is how I'll post the rest of this uh, Zoom or this. Uh, what's up? <laughs> I'm listening. The pandemic. Do you hear them? TD. Yes. Uh, that's TD <laughs> Dolphin. TD the Dolphin. <laughs> he's, you know, since we're not in the Super Bowl, he's chilling. Can yeah. you believe that the Bucks are in the Super Bowl? Sorry, can we have two seconds to discuss how Tom freaking Brady. 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 Tom freaking Brady. You can't, man. You're Brady's a goat. And as a Dolphin fan, it's hard for me to say that sentence. So I'm glad you said it. And I'm just going to sit here and, and not object. Mm -hmm. no, I've, I'm not yeah. a Dolphin fan, but I've never liked the Patriots. Okay. So there you go. I never liked the Patriots. Um, so I'm laughing at the Patriots now. But me um, but but Brady Brady showed everybody that he needs Belichick. Belichick. He don't need Belichick. You don't need Belichick. You just need, man. System. Mm. System, system, systems, foundation. And my, uh, I have a mindset coach. He's really helping me remember that. Systems, your systems matter. And Brady showed us, mm -hmm. follow your system and you got it. Mm -hmm. I wonder what Belichick was thinking. I mean, clearly, maybe he probably doesn't care. He probably's like, I'm still getting paid. I still have my, but inside, you know, Belichick, I feel he like cares. inside he cared, you know? Sorry that I went left, but since we're talking, you know, come on. And then to talk about, I mean, Chiefs, it's just, I'm excited about the Super Bowl because of, it's like, 
old generation to new generation. You got mm. Brady and then an up and coming goat. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Don't get me started. I wish it was the Dolphins, though. I wish it was the Eagles. But Imagine one day. <laughs> one day. Dolphins and, and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Woo! If that's the case, we are going live the entire time with all the devices. I just want you to know. Yes. Yes. One day in our lifetime. Yes. Let's hey, let's practice manifestation now. I'm with it. <laughs> Actually, with I don't it. know if I want to waste my manifestation on that because the dolphins are so unpredictable. <laughs> like real talk. That's messed up, but hey. But see, that, that that would be one Super Bowl that I would be happy either way. Yeah. I'd be happier either way. Um, because I live in Florida, so you know, by by default, you know, I'm a I like fan. now because y'all have J Chain, so yeah. Let's not talk about the Eagles, though. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. That's... We're talking about meditate. What are we talking about here? Blaze. Yes. But yes, thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't know, but oh, we were talking about the dolphins. That's oh no, we were talking about the pandemic. Oh, see, that's why. That's my deflection. That's my spirit saving me. And you're good at that. <laughs> you're very good at that. Because I, I, I totally forgot. In the midst of this pandemic that we're still going through. Yes, I know. I'm here. I'm here. Um, <clears throat> COVID. Yes, that oh. word. COVID-19. Or the <laughs> acronym, depending mm -hmm. on your... RSCOV2, yes. Um, how has it affected you and how were you so it's a two-part question okay how has it affected <clears throat> you and how were you able to pivot mm. i like that that's a good that's a letter i do i was here taking a sip of water on my eye clearly i can't talk about the dolphins anymore well no no, <laughs> no for real okay i'm ready um so covid covid has been covid covid <sighs> COVID is Kobe Bryant says that, or I've been listening to a lot. I always actually, let me reframe. I'm going to, you know, in my class, I teach introduction to epidemiology every, every semester at the University of Miami. In that class, I have about 80 students that are interested in learning about epidemiology. Every semester since I've started, I have assigned a project where we do an outbreak simulation. And what that means is, is that I make a fake outbreak in my classroom and we investigate how we would fix it, how we would stop it, how we would slow it, how we would make it worse just to see what, what things could be done. Um, and what's interesting is that every semester that I've taught at the University of Miami, there's been some type of outbreak or epidemic or something that I could that was relevant. So, for example, in the fall of 2019, it was the uh, vaping, cannabis vaping. You know, mm. remember the Bali? That seems like decades ago, right? But do you mm. remember? Everybody was panicking, like, "Oh my gosh, people are using vapes. They're getting this this lung disease," and mm -hmm. it was a real condition. So I was not, I don't know if you want to use lucky, but I was lucky enough to be doing research at the time during that outbreak. And I was able to contribute in that way, just talking about the, and that's where I really was coining the whole, like, um, not coining, but really reiterating that all, not all cannabis is equal. Yeah. Fast forward to the end of that semester, you know, I'm now teaching, it's now December, 
And just for some background for me, when I'm teaching a course that starts in the spring, I usually start brainstorming at the end of fall. And I was like, December, hmm. And so I usually just Google, I go to World Health Organization and see what type of epidemics, outbreaks are like just, you know, on the streets, you know, the global streets of the internet, right? Mm -hmm. And in December, I've noticed that there was this thing in Wuhan, China. And I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. And it's from a bat, you know, and I didn't pay too much attention to it. It was at the end of December. And then I just thought, okay, if that, that could be something because there wasn't anything else live. Mm. Fast forwarding, and I'm going to, I know, I don't know how long we have to talk about this, but fast Go forward a little bit. Um, I started interviewing incoming PhD students, like incoming students. And one of them, I'll never forget because his family lives in China. And at that time, you know, oof, I'm about, I feel like I want to cry. At that time, people were joking, like our news outlets, people here in the United States were making fun of the Chinese for being able to build a hospital overnight. Like, I don't know if you remember where like in December or in the beginning of January, the disease was so bad over there that they were literally building hospitals overnight in China. Mm. So I was interviewing the student and he was telling me about his family and that situation. He's like, you know, Dr. Vito, you should pay attention to that. Like, that's a great thing to do in your class. And so we did. So why am I telling you this? It's because for the first time in my entire life, and I pray that it's the last time in my entire life, not only was I able to teach, a, oof, Jesus, I, was, <laughs> I don't want to cry. Not only was I able to teach about a pandemic, but I was living through it with them in real life. It wasn't a simulation. You know, and then that part is like, <clears throat> damn, you know, because even as a faculty member teaching other students how to analyze or react or respond to a pandemic, how stupid do I look teaching them? This is the way you communicate with media, with other scientists. And then in real life, you see what's going on. So how, how can I communicate? Like, how can I teach? when who we're supposed to look at for guidance is doing the exact opposite of what I'm saying in the classroom. Mm. So then on March, the, uh, March 13th, March 14th, actually, March 14th. Um, no, even before this. So March 14th is the day I'm going to tell you. But before that, on the Tuesday before March 14th, Isabel's teacher or her nurse called me saying that it's time that she has a fever to come pick her up, whatever situation. And I'm like, mm. fever? <laughs> fever who has a fever and what day is this march what you know march 11th was when the covid was and i'm actually going to look now to see what the actual date was so march 11th is when the pandemic was declared by the world health organization that was march 10th hmm. so march 10th i get a phone call that my nine-year-old has a fever so i go pick her up and at that time we were doing and at that time i would walk to the school like on fridays you know this we would, anyway long, that's not important the important part is, is that that triggered me to pay attention to my health because I also wasn't feeling well. My husband wasn't feeling well at the time. Um, he's, a, he's a longshoreman. Um, so I just, we weren't feeling well, but I just wasn't paying anything of mind to it. Went ahead and tried to go get tested. But of course, the, it was just declared a pandemic situation. Fast forward on March 14th, I was, I was going to, I don't even want to say it. I don't, I'm not going to talk about, John, can you, whatever. I was that's, I was in a situation. I don't want my subconscious to hear me saying it because I don't mm -hmm. believe it. You know, I don't accept it anymore. So my whole family was impacted by this pandemic in the very beginning. And it was not only was I in the middle of teaching my students about it, but I was also teaching myself 
-hmm. and trying to maintain a level of, okay, what are we going to do? What is, what, you know, so bringing it back to meditation, that is why I'm here. Meditation is the only reason why I'm alive because in those times of uncertainty where I could have gone left and just had a mental health panic attack, like every five seconds, right? Instead, I was able to be grounded and really erase, not erase, because first of all, I want to be clear, I never have a quiet mind when I meditate, never. So if anybody tells you that you have to be in silence and keep your mind quiet, what? Your heart beats as your mind thinks. Can you tell your heart right now to stop beating? Try. Don't. I don't want you back. And I would, I would never want to. That's what I'm saying. But I learned that from Emily Fletcher. Like, really think about it, though. Can you make your heart stop beating right now? You probably could if you really tried. But, you know, you, so you can't force your brain to stop thinking. So don't. Don't do that. Stop. Anyway, I digress. The point is, is that I was living through it along with my students. So meditation, fasting, and other things helped out. Um, but that was my experience. And the good thing is, so I, at the time, I didn't see the good. <laughs> at the time, I was like, really, I'm not gonna lie, I was really scared. I was crazy, you know. Um, but I was able to inspire my students because I was not the professor that was like, oh, I have COVID, I gotta go, you know, closing my computer, like it was Zoom, you know what I mean? Like, no, we're not done here, Pimpin'. Like, we're, I'm here with you. I literally showed them my paperwork. This is my positive test. You guys take this seriously because the data at the time, especially was saying that the college aged population wasn't believing in COVID. You see pictures at South Beach, you know, at the time. Yeah. Um, anyway, long story short, that's how the pandemic initially helped, uh, not impacted my life. And then when I was, when I saw the impact immediately, I also started thinking about my research in tandem parallel. I was like, wait a minute. What about the patients? What about the cannabis consumers? Where are they going to get their medication? If the world is shutting down, and this is before uh, dispensaries were essential businesses, um, where are they going to get their medication? Hmm. Cannabis consumers, by definition, are the most vulnerable population in the middle of the pandemic because for you to have a medicinal cannabis card, you have to have qualifying conditions. The qualifying conditions, HIV, cancer, you know, these are all chronic health conditions that are at the top of the high risk groups of the negative health outcomes of COVID. Like, it's just it's common sense. <sighs> anyway, don't get me started, John. Don't get me started. Hmm. So I just went immediate into action. That's how it impacted my life. And I got it twice. So for those of you who don't believe that you can have COVID twice, that's fake news. Uh, and you can. And to be diligent. And even if you think that you're healthy and strong, you might be. That's cute. But if you pass it to somebody who's not, then you now yes. be then you're you're a weapon. You're a weapon. And um, I know that that's not something that people say often. And so I'm talking as Denise right now, not Dr. Vito. You're a weapon if you are reckless in the middle of this pandemic, period. Mm. Mm. I was going to smile because I feel like that's what I should do, but I need people to understand the severity and this is not cute. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Now I'm Seeing... back. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing... No, I... I felt like as you were talking, I felt as if I was in your own classroom. I felt I was on that Zoom screen with you. Um, very, very powerful. 
Thank very, you. And, and it takes guts, you know. I, I, I led you into kind of talking about it, but I wasn't going to force an issue either. I know. You know? Mm-hmm. So just the, just the fact that um, I know when you and you opening up, you know, and sharing your um, your story, that's impacted so many people live, and it'll also impact many people in the future as this podcast is available on all streaming yeah. platforms. <laughs> yeah, me from Spotify to Apple Music to Google Music to Anchor and. So on and so forth. I'm so proud. That's what's up. <laughs> Man, can we go back in time for a second though? Like from from what was it, Coconut Grove days? Like I used to ride my bike to be in your like what? And now look so at you. Far, yeah. Talking about me inspiring people. You inspiring people. Look at you. No, 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 no. I still remember when you're IG handle was future <laughs> Dr. Peaches. <laughs> future Dr. Peaches. That's how you know you're OG with me. Like future Dr. Peaches. Can you believe I had that as my IG? I was doing a dance <laughs> when you were able to change that handle and put the DR. <laughs> I I was excited. I was so happy because I was like, yo, I was there. Yes. You weren't there. You were. I was there. Yep. Hell of a journey. Right? What? You guys remember that? Yeah, see? Oh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Future Dr. Peaches. And here we are. You know, imagine, I should I should change this to Dr. Peaches and see what happens. People will pass out. You and wouldn't know what to do. Let me not. <laughs> That. That's the throwback only. Throwback Thursdays. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so we spoke about the um, that guy, that uncle, the drunk uncle, uh, Mr. COVID. That. Oh, that, I thought you were talking about Belichick or Brady or something like. No, 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 that guy. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about. U.M. Okay. Because I feel that's no easy task. That's, um, I, I feel there are hurdles. I feel there's a story in there <laughs> where, uh, and I, I know you mentioned it briefly. When I went to U.M., when was that? 2019? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. When I gave the talk about HIV? Yes. Oh my God, that talk was spicy. Yes. I, think I handled myself pretty well though. No, you're you're amazing. I was I stood in line, y'all. Listen here. <laughs> After that talk, I, I stood in line just to take a picture with her. <laughs> that's that's yeah. how inspired and I wasn't gonna leave. And she was busy. People were asking her questions after. And I brought my own friend and I was like, listen, like I'm standing in line. I could get a picture with her on any given day, but this is a vibe right here. I feel like I need to stand in line. I pull it together. I need to stand in line and wait my turn. 
And that's how it's going to be for some of y'all. <laughs> Sorry. So get on the bandwagon now. Yeah. Anyway, so speak about UM. Have they always been supportive? Because I know you have a you have a mind of a genius. You have that creative mind where um, some of your goals, some of your thoughts might seem <laughs> might seem out of the box, might seem outlandish, and um, but your determination uh, is is not common. So anything you would like to share about your story, you know, with UVM, with the University of Miami? Yeah. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you for that. That's like, whoa. How do you, how do you, how do I talk after that? Um, <laughs> but the university itself, let me just say, the University of Miami has, is, is really my heart. Like Isabel's my heart beat, but University of Miami is what holds me, you know, um, and and the reason why is not even so much of me being there now, but even from when I was, it stems from childhood. So that's a whole nother thing that we can really delve deep. So I don't, I want to make sure I'm clear from the beginning that it's not like the University of Miami itself. It was, I would say more that my journey that's gotten me here has been more of other scientists, peers, uh, you know, whether it's at UM or not, just period in general. Um, the community, the scientific community, and not even just, just period. You know, just when you when you are a young Latina who, first of all, is probably one of the only ones in your class, and then you're here talking about cannabis, well, marijuana back then, I didn't call it cannabis. You know, you, that's not, no, that's already a stigma. And yeah. then, and if you are, if you know the history of the stigma of man, marijuana, the word even in itself, um, in contemporary times, that's a whole nother story. <sighs> I'm deflecting. I recognize that. So I'm going to own it. I am deflecting. So, um, but yeah, it was, it's been rough. It was a rough road because uh, my vision has always been, like you said, it was out of the box and it did sound crazy. And at times I also thought I am crazy. So for example, you, my, I, you know what? I, I think but that's what's up. Crazy people are those who impact the world. So Thank you. I like that. I like that. That's what's up. So um, I kind of want to talk about that talk you came to, though, because to me, that was showing one of the reasons why I said that was a spicy talk is because I had to prove myself on the spot to an example. So what you saw was a very small microcosm, micro, a little like, you know, the your pinky toenail. I'm talking about the tip of your pinky toenails tip. That's what you saw. Yeah, the tip of your pinky toenails tip. Think about that. That is what you saw. That means that normally it's a bigger level of issue that I got to deal with. That's that's the layers of stuff. So, and there was a guy, there was an, another doctor in the back of the class that just kept interjecting with these questions on, but how is this? And I was like, "Bro, <laughs> I wanted to tell him, yeah, sit your ass down." <laughs> like Tell me, how was it from your perspective? Maybe that'll be better to paint the picture so that I could say from my perspective, from an audience member, what did it look like? I, at first, I was like, okay, he has some valid points. 
So mm -hmm. I would turn to you like, okay, how is she going to handle this? <laughs> and you, you handled it and you were very professional. You did not seem like you were under pressure or, or anything. And then he came again and I'm like, okay, bro, like, <laughs> all right. But I feel like every single time um, you were not shaken, stirred or beaten. Mm. You know what I mean? That you, um, nor were you, what's the word? You did not seem flustered or, and you were, you were assertive, but you still showed humility. Wow. That is an assessment. And that's, that's, I said, yes, I said, she got this. Wow. So yeah, thank you for that. Um, how it felt on my side was also that way, but it was also like, is this, if you yeah. don't, <laughs> yeah. but that's, that's no, so first of all, I appreciated his questions because, um, the initial one, you're right. It was a good question. And he was, it was, he was asking about the sample size and, you know, so for those, um, in the audience, it was a question about cannabis. I do cannabis research in HIV patients. So he was basically saying that there's no such thing as an HIV patient that only consumes cannabis. Like I'll never forget this man and his questioning because that is what the stigma is. Everybody assumes that every cannabis consumer looks the same. And that really bothers me. So that's why I participated in those linguistic Olympics with him because I was like, I got you. We're going to sit here. Linguistic Olympics. Linguistic Olympics. That's what Ooh. we did. Yeah. Because he was trying to sit there. And so, but I, but again, to me, whenever I have somebody who's questioning my research to that level, and clearly he wasn't trying to hear me when I said that there's, you know, literally patients who only consume cannabis. Trust me, like, you know, and, and whenever I, I see that there's somebody who doesn't believe that, especially about cannabis, it's okay. Um, I just try to educate them and move on. But for him, I kept it moving because I wanted actually to make an example because I, I didn't tell you, I don't think the audience knew that day, but that day that lecture was also being broadcast. And my whole course, the, um, actually the School of Public Health, uh, not public, School of Nursing and Health Studies, all the public health students were watching it live. And I had my TAs, um, so, so like they, I had to show my students, this is what happens. And the thing is, is that my students, they know from in my research in class, when I talk about cannabis research, they know my story, my mentees know. So yeah. seeing that during that time, Blaze, real talk, I, at first, if I was in a scientific conference where it was just, you know, colleagues, that was disrespectful. Like kind of like the way he kept going at it because I had already answered his question multiple times. But he was kind of, you know, doing it. So I was like, you know what, since my students are watching, this is a teachable moment and I'm going to show them how it's done and how you just communicate. All you got to do is keep communicating. Even if it's the same thing, find a new way to say it. Because mm. he's not going to be the last person and he's not the first. So yeah. that's why. And you know what I do, Blaze, really? The reason why I'm OK with like handling that now is because I practice it. I practice as if somebody's and I always and I this is kind of a negative thing about me that I'm working on building, but I always assume that people are going to hate my research. And I always assume that that I'm wrong with my research. And, and although that assumption sounds rash, 
it forces me to look at my research from all possible angles. Like I really look at it like if I'm not planning my life as if I'm on a war, like looking at like, you know, the art of war, this is the other book that I always keep next to me. If I'm not looking at it in that way, I'm looking at it with football. Okay. Am I channeling my inner Bill Walsh? How can I be the best coach in the teams? You know, like, all right, do I need a manual to teach how to tie shoes like Bill Walsh did with his football players? Okay. This is how you wear a uniform as a cannabis researcher with pride. Like that's, that's where it's at. Period. Mm. Like that's where I'm at right now. In the chat. Can anybody relate? Do you have a coworker or a colleague, uh, whether at work or in school, that they just, they get a little annoyed. Sometimes you just want to punch them in the throat, but you don't, <laughs> but you don't. Mm. And you've been able to handle yourself effectively, efficiently, and professionally. Mm. In the chat, I just want to see, you don't got to call them out. You don't, you don't have to tag them. Unless you want to, then that's on your own merit. You know what I mean? But Vito said to do it though. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you can tell them Blaze. I mean, I don't care. Yeah, don't blaze, Blaze. You can you can give them my um my info. Uh, <laughs> but can anybody relate in the chat? Do you have as we're as we're talking about this? Um, does that person come to mind? Like, ooh, mm -hmm. uh, and has this scene? Look at that every day. Um, see, in inspiring people, and again, seeing you and seeing now, if I hadn't known you prior to, I'd be impressed, but not that impressed. But the fact that I knew you, <laughs> I was like, I felt, I was like, yo. <laughs> she repping for the blocks. Huh? <laughs> she holds it up down, you know. So yeah. that when yes. you say okay, it's like really, I'm gonna replay that sentence over and over because repping for that's 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 for real. That's you know you can't forget because uh, the no. minute you forget, that's when you're done. You're done, and you're no longer doing it for a reason. So thank you for saying that. That's key. You need to make that on a shirt. <laughs> well, the By the way, Blaze the Line podcast shirts are in or out. Boom. They they got to go through the COVID pipeline. Oh, okay. That was a bad joke as well. But they coming. So stay At least tuned. going through a pipeline of COVID. So that means they'll be sanitized and ready to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you don't trust the um, sanitation process, then you can always sanitize it your damn self, right? There's that. Same, same. All right. Um, so we were speaking about the the medical uh, the community, the medical community, and the struggles with you know with you or whatever. And um, he kind of spent a little bit of time on that talk and such. But um, again, just 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 seeing you adapt, just um, seeing you grow, seeing you, I think even in that talk, you use certain words and I was like, <laughs> okay. I have a different language. I got to holla at Google for, <laughs> for um, some of these. Uh, but man, I just, I just really want to say 
Thank you. Because I, I, it, I don't have you on this podcast just because we go way back. Because, I mean, that's cool. And I have a bunch of people who we go way back. Uh, but it's not anybody I, that I want on this podcast. This podcast is not blazing friends, you know, <laughs> and no, no knock on podcasts who do that. Yeah. That's your lane, you know, and you and your friends gather and y'all talk about music videos or you talk about video vixens or you talk about sports or, or whatever, like that's your lane and do that and do it well, you know? But for my platform, I I wanted to create a platform so that people could showcase their experiences, their their challenges, um, but also show others who may be struggling, who may be lost, um, real life scenarios, real life situations, and how to, how to walk in your purpose and as Terrence Leffridge, who's who was uh, one of my guests in episode five, and he has this phrase that he says, and I steal it. I stole it today, and I posted it on my reels, where he would say, "Sometimes in life you have to pause and pivot, pause <laughs> and pivot." Yeah, and I, I freaking love that because life is full of the unexpected. You know, and in the midst of COVID or whatever your struggle is, whatever your your valley is, you know, being able to pause and pivot. Uh, not everybody can do it. Well, no, not everybody does that. Yeah. You know, so I I had you on this podcast because I I, I just saw that I saw just so many gems in you that you were that your spirit was eager to to release and to drop and going back on the topic of meditation and colors and such mm -hmm. um, I, i've been doing this the past couple of weeks with some of my guests and i want to do it briefly with you i know we're over time but right now time is what you make it so mm -hmm. briefly i'm going to say and you're just going to tell me what that color means. And there's no right or wrong answer. I could ask you these same questions about colors tomorrow, and you could have totally different answers. So okay. it just reflects on where you are presently in this okay. current moment. All right. So I say a color and I tell you what it means to me. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. All right. Ready? Yeah. They were having fun with this in the chat too. Oh, so, okay. Uh, here we oh, go. Ready, just so you know. I say ready. Here we go. Black. Sexy. Mm. Why, thank you. <laughs> That's the color? That's it? What's next? <laughs> okay. uh, all right, here we go. Blue. Ocean. Ocean. Mm. Teal. Dolphins. So I think of my favorite things. What colors I'm noticing. This is my scientist in me is kicking in. Okay, I'm ready. So teal, dolphins, I'm ready. Red. Passion. Mm. 
Pastel red. Pastel red? My first thing I think of is, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, what do I think of when I think of that color? I think bougie. Mm. Like pastel red, you bouge. <laughs> okay. Yellow. Yellow. I think of my chakra. That's the, the chakra I need to work on, actually. Mm. And that makes me think of, is it sacral or solar plexus? I think it's my solar That's plexus. That's what I was thinking in my head. I'm like, is that yellow or is that orange? I think yellow is my solar and orange is my sacral. Because mm. I, either way, those are my two chakras that I need to work on. And during meditation, we're going left. But yeah, so yellow makes me think of work I need to do to myself. Okay. Thanks for that Purple. reminder. You're welcome. Yeah. Purple. Purple, I think of 50% lupus, 50% royalty. So a royal lupus. The solar plexus, yeah, you're right. Boom. Thank you, Danielle. Mm -hmm. So, okay. uh, yeah, see, solar. I need, I need, that's where I need some cleansing. White. White? You know, the first thing that I thought of was angel and purify, like pure, pure angels is what I thought of. But I don't know if that's too woo woo to say on the Blaze the Lion podcast. You say whatever you feel. Yeah. When I thought of white, white, the first thing I thought of, I actually, when you said white, it was a full flash, and then my necklace was, which is a little angel. That's what mm. I thought of when I thought of, when you said white. That's mm. Okay, gray. LTA, Lambda Alpha, Burgundy, and gray. I think of my sorority. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of associations with colors. We 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 all do. Sometimes we just don't realize. Yeah, and seeing it from my gut is like, whoa! All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Two more. Okay. Cream. <laughs> Next. No, <sorry. laughs> I wasn't ready. You, the way you said it, though, I can't. Casuals, everything around me. Cream, get the money. Yeah. Talk exactly. about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Moving past I that. Cookies. cookies and cream. Cookies. <clears throat> there we go. Cookies. Go cookies. Green. Oh, cannabis, money. Um, Light, that's my power color. Green, green is like, green is nature, vitality, life, breath, everything, beginnings, endings, green, air, green. That's it. That's where you need to be. If I could pick a color to live in, it would be green. Mm. Green with a little side, a little bit of white, so I can have some angelic presence. Mm. Okay. Final color. You ready? Yeah. Let's go. You ready? No, no. <laughs> Don't say something outlandish. Don't and also please. I'm not ready. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Pink. Eh, soft. I don't like pink. Pink is like. Mm. Mm. Eh. Okay. That's what I think of when I think of pink. Eh. Like that face. Okay. You did good. You did good. Give her a round of applause. Boom. You're in my gift. No, I'm just kidding. I feel like I want something though. Like for real, I appreciate that because it made me think of what I associate with colors too, actually. Thank you. And you can try this and those in the uh, in the audience can also try this too. As I was asking her these questions, maybe you were thinking to yourself, oh, what do I think of 
you know, when I hear those colors. And then try the same thing, this game, if you want to call it, tomorrow and see if it changes. Could be. Which it I could have... stay the same. Yeah. And it could change. I feel like I didn't give purple enough credit. Mm. And now when you mention purple, I'm like, even though my, my favorite color is red, but I feel like between seeing purple in my meditations mm. and then seeing how Royalty. how great I look in, in a in a long sleeve purple shirt with a purple um jacket, you know. I'm so done with your blaze after hours voice. Can we? <laughs> is that what happens when we go over the podcast timing? I can't survive these streets. There are levels. <laughs> there are layers. There, there are layers. There, there are there are definitely at least three different personalities in me. I'm a Libra, but I feel like there's also a Leo inside. Do you know your birth chart? No, you want to share. Hold on. Actually, no, not. I don't want to mess up the internet connection. Um, I implore you to check up your check out your birth chart. You can Google it online. Um, you won't know how to interpret it, so you have to like research. Okay, let me for a quick second tell you about the importance. So, if, since you feel this thing here, astrological pocket planner, okay. this is how I plan my big moves because I'm learning about the planets and how they were placed when I was born. So, you know, typically people know their zodiac signs. Like you just said, you're a Libra, you said. Mm -hmm. So really what that means most likely is that your sun sign is Libra, which means when you were born, the sun was located in the constellation of Libra. But you said you feel a little bit of Leo in you, in you. Yeah, I can see that. So what I would do is I would look up when you were born. You need to know what time you were born and then the location. You could look it up. And then what you would get is a, a birth chart of where all the stars and planets were when you were born. And then you can find out what your moon sign is and what your ascending sign is. And the thing is, is that where the moon was is when you were born is where your moon sign is. So I am a Gemini sun sign. I am a Taurus no, I'm a Virgo moon and I'm a Taurus rising sign. So really the fact that you're a Libra, that sun sign, that's not really your depth blaze. You need to find, if you really wanna know who you are, find out your ascending sign and find out where the moon was when you were born because the moon reflects your inner shadow, your inner self. And the ascension sign is really who you are to be. So perhaps your ascension sign might be Leo. And I'm actually, after, if you hit me up with what time you were born, I'll see what, where where it's at because that can that has been coupled with meditation, my way of kind of navigating COVID. Really, um, like for example, right now it's the twenty set twenty sixth. I was looking at the date to be sure. So today, right now as we speak, and I'm gonna what I uh, I wonder what I'll do is I'll send you a picture of it because before this podcast, I went out into the sun the outside to, to take a picture of the sky because the moon. I'm a Gemini. And the moon is currently within the Gemini constellation. So it's visiting my people. What's up? You know? Um, and the reason why that's important is because now I'm like, okay, I'm going to leverage this energy because it's back, you know, where I, you know, it's in my Gemini constellation, but it's going to be a full moon in Leo. So if you really do feel like you have Leo. Feeling, I was born at 2.30 PM. Okay. <laughs> 2.30 p.m. So after this, I'm going to hit, I'm going to see, because I'm so curious. I don't want to do it now because I'm going to 
do the mess up the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 p.m. September 27th. No. 29th. No. 24th. No. I'm at Facebook. It's in September. Yes. You were close. 25th? Yes. 25th. Oh, 25th. I knew that. I said that first in my spirit, just, just saying. Mm -hmm. I made that up. So I'm going to check it out. But anyway, the point is, you probably do have Leo in your spirit. I got really excited just now and I almost forgot we were live. Like I thought it was just you and I. I was like, what, Blaze, what? You don't know your ascending sign? Let's let's talk. And I'm learning. I'm learning about it. And it's like so many things make sense. So yes. Yes. One of my clients, um, she told me about the, I'm getting some friend requests out here. Word. Uh, one of my clients told me about the elements. Mm. And that blew my mind. The four elements and how they're linked to your zodiac. Yeah. And how it's three zodiacs in each element. And she yeah. said, Gemini, Aquarius, and Libra are air signs. And I'm like, hmm. yes. and if you follow the journey of air, right, mm -hmm. they are also people oriented. So they touch people along their journey, along their path, just like air. Yeah. So that could be through. Medicine that could be through speaking that, you know, it's it's so many different ways. But um, just just seeing that, well, that hearing that I was like, oh, and then getting into even into dreams. And I know certain people on this in the in the chat have have dreams and I've been having crazy dreams, especially in 2020. Yeah. Um, and I'm no I don't even know what the term is. I am no dream interpreter. I don't know if that's the official title or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I do know that for those of you who see water, who see the ocean a lot in your dreams, nine times out of 10, it's a representation of your emotions. Mm. And whether you're a emotional person or not. And just because you don't cry or just because you don't share what you're going through, doesn't mean that you're not emotional. Are you talking to me? Are you are you putting me out in the streets here? No, I feel, I feel no, it. No, no, no. no, I, no. I agree wholeheartedly. It took me a long I'm time. I'm just saying, folks. Folks don't realize. Folks see somebody emotional as a weakness, and that oh, they're always breaking down. But no, there are emotional people who keep that trap inside, and they're still emotional. Yeah. Just because they haven't shared with you what they're going through, don't mean that they're not emotional. Yeah. So, yeah, but I don't want to go left, as you say. Yeah, but not. Nah, it it's a whole real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in closing, I also do this with my guest. Um, is there one word or one quote or one phrase that you would like to leave our audience with fatigue makes cowards of us all mm. that's that's it fatigue makes cowards of us all and the original person who i know that says that was vince lombardi but i know it as jimmy johnson who is one of my favorite coaches of all time why is that multiple reasons but of course the university of miami and and there's just so many my there's so many reasons why he's my favorite coach but it's 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 true fatigue makes cowards of us all 
So, and it's, <clears throat> I had to do a deep, so when we replay, that was a deep swallow because especially in the middle of this pandemic, fatigue makes cowards of us all. COVID fatigue, this thing that people are saying, you know, they were all tired of COVID, fine, yeah. You're being a coward when you're fatigued, you know? And, and say that was a good thing. It's not a bad thing to be a coward. Just own it when you are. So for me, what that means to me is that I, if I know, if I believe the philosophy that fatigue makes cowards of us all, then what can I do to myself to make sure that I am not fatigued? Mm. What can I do? And so for me, in order to refrain from being a coward, I am a vegan. I meditate twice a day without fail. I exercise daily. I run a mile a day for my, I call it my miracle mile. I have a very strict AM script in the morning, a daily routine. You know why? It's not because I enjoy waking up at 420 every morning, although 420 is a great day to rise and shine, but it's because I know that when I wake up at 420 in the morning and go through my morning ritual in the way that I do, it's so that it keeps me energetic and in alignment with my purpose so that I do not have a fatigue at the level that will make me a coward. Mm. So that's how I'd like to end this conversation with you, Blaze. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Should I say sweet dream? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, gems on top of gems on top of gems, man. <laughs> and I say this all the time. My guests say this all the time, but we need a part two. <laughs> because, yes, wow. My... <laughs> <sighs> If you ain't inspired, if if there's if it's not, there should be at least one thing that stuck with you. And if there wasn't anything that stuck with you, you were probably multitasking. <laughs> Which means crazy. you weren't paying attention. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I encourage you to watch the replays. A bunch of people who watch the replays. Hashtag replay. I right, watch the replay. I watch the replays. I'm in the podcast and That's I awesome. watch the replays and I'm like, oh, hmm, okay. <laughs> right? So I encourage you all, man, watch the replays. Um, and then, as I mentioned, tomorrow it will be available. <laughs> Where is right? it available, Blaze? I'd like to know. In part, <clears throat> I want to know. Where can I find this? Tomorrow, the audio will be available on all streaming platforms. From Spotify to Apple Podcasts to Google Podcasts to all them Anchor, yeah, all any streaming platform that has podcasts. Basically, you'll see the lion on fire. <laughs> yes, indeed. Also, as I end the podcast, if you would like to support, if you were so beyond motivated to the point where motivation is not even a word, right? I feel you. I, I truly do feel you. And if you feel me like how I feel you, you can share your support for the podcast. For all that I have going on, bringing you guys these dynamic guests, 
right? We're here changing the world week by week. We are world changers out here. So if you'd like to support the podcast, I have a way for you. How you can go that? to anchor.fm slash blaze the lion slash support. And you can become a monthly subscriber and subscribe as simple and as cheap as 99 cents a month. Look at that. That's what's up. Right? That's less than a, a dollar menu item. I didn't, I didn't want to be that person and be like. I'm just putting it out there in the streets for you. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't invest in that, I mean, come on. Right? So we have 99 cents a month. We have $5 a month. And we have $10 a month. Simple. Nothing crazy. And you get content. You get exclusive access to upcoming webinars that I have planned. You get a Blaze the Lion podcast t-shirt, wristbands, and you might even get this sexy PM voice every thousand so. Blaze after dark. You, know what I mean? <laughs> you ain't getting none of that. <laughs> what is the uncut? Does that, that doesn't exist anymore. Is that a throwback? Am I putting age on this? I don't watch BET anymore, so I don't know. And I got okay. it right this time, yes, because I kept saying $99 a month. I uh, said it last week and the week before. So it's a hilarious joke, but I finally got it right this time. Nine cents, <laughs> yes. But uh, I'm so did somebody subscribe for $99? That's what's up. No, no, no. Oh. But if you would like to subscribe for $99, there's no tab for that, but I can give you my, my cash app and no yeah. problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look at the after dark. blaze after dark. Oh my gosh, I, I don't know. Stop that. Really quick. Also, what I'll be dropping on those streaming platforms is every Friday morning, I've been giving you five minutes of motivation, right? So you get the podcast on Tuesday night, right? And then on those streaming platforms, audio only, you will hear this voice <laughs> <laughs> on a Friday morning, giving you that motivation, right? I know sometimes Friday is payday, but sometimes it's not. Yeah. And sometimes that Friday paycheck is it's finished okay. before you get it. <laughs> I know that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's more than just money. You Sometimes you need a word, you know what I mean, to get you through that reminder to push through. Yeah. I do. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. So Dr. Denise Vito. What's up? AKA Vita. I want to thank you again for being a lovely guest. On the Blazer Lion podcast, I was I'm I'm truly honored to to be a homeboy, to <laughs> be your friend, and just seeing you on this journey. And I know there's so much more to come. You're you're already changing the world, and I know there's so much more to come. So you guys follow her. You guys watch out. If you guys want more information, how can they contact you? The best way is to follow me on Instagram, IG at Dr. Vito, D-R dot Vito, V-I-D-O-T. And thank you, Blaze, for having me. Thank you for letting me share value. And thank you for your, for sharing your transformation with the world because I also, I know we this wasn't my podcast to be asking you questions, but watching you grow over the past nine, almost a decade. You know, I've known you from like decades in this mug. Like, Really think about that. Let that marinate. The, the people we were 10 years ago and who we are now 
it's quite remarkable how you've walked into your light. So I'm so proud of you and um, thank you. No problem. My pleasure, <laughs> my pleasure. All this right. was episode 12 of the Blaze the Lion podcast. I am your host, Blaze, AKA that dude. <laughs> See you guys next week. Peace and love. You see it.